a little bit loud in here, but that's okay. I feel like I'm preaching to the whole many, many people out there. There we go. But I have a message entitled, Exercising Spiritual Authority. How we exercise spiritual authority in times of shaking. Seated with him. Hallelujah. And um, I'm shaken during this season. And, and I'm just going to be honest with you today. And I know that sometimes I ask if it's all right if I'm honest with you. And I know it's okay if I can be honest with you. Um, this has been a, a season, incredible season for everybody. I'm shaken by how easily and how quickly every church and synagogue shut down. Now, this is six weeks that we've been not able to meet in our regular congregations. Six weeks. And we did it to flatten the curve is what they called. And, and we willingly have done that. Um, but I, I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to us getting back together. I really believe it's unnatural almost. I mean, I'm glad we're able to share with you uh, over the Internet and online and we can go around the world. But it's unnatural for us not to be together. And so I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks we as a congregation or Chaim will be able to meet together in this sanctuary. Yes, we'll keep our safe distances and be wise and everything like that. But I'm just, uh, I'm very concerned that this thing will go on and on and on. And um, I, I just, uh, it, it's, it's challenging to me. Just want to give a little bit of a review from the last few weeks. I talked about how we defeat enemies, how we defeat challenges that come into our lives, how we defeat this virus. And we talked about four things last week. We talked about we defeat things that come into our lives, enemies, by the word of God. It's our sword. We need to be using it. We, we defeat it by our faith, standing without being moved, without being um, just shaken to the core. You know, there's only a few things that are not going to be shaken. The word of God and his, his body, it says in the scriptures, will not be shaken. So we need to stand in faith. And also, one of the weapons that we have, and it's an offensive weapon, it's speaking truth. I call it proclamation, proclamation of truth. We need to be speaking that when we see things happen and not just think about things, but actually speak them out loud to the heavens. And finally, when we do these things, when we consume the word and we live a word, a lifestyle based on the word of God and we stand in faith and we proclaim truth, we know that we have an enemy that will come against us. And this is where we need to resist him and stand against him and say, you will not lie to me any longer. You will not control me any longer. You are defeated. We have to resist him. We have the authority. And that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about authority today, because oftentimes we overlook the fact that we have authority to speak to demonic beings to say, hey, cease and desist right now. We have a spiritual authority to appropriate because of Yeshua's ascension. Authority, let me try to define it. De authority is, it's a tangible something. It is, it's real. It's, it was given to man. Let me just see if I can illustrate it. This is me. Okay? 
this is God. Where am I? I'm in him. And so I can act, move, speak with authority. Let me see if I can define it for you. Authority is the very power of God given by God to man in Genesis chapter 1 to subdue and to reign. But it was abdicated by man to the devil, to Satan. It was won back by the God-man Yeshua by his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and given to those who love him. So authority was given to man to rule and reign on planet earth. Was abdicated to the devil in Genesis chapter 3. And then we see the progression that takes place throughout the scriptures. And then we see Yeshua coming and doing what he did to go to the cross. He died for us, resurrected and ascended to the right hand of the Father. Won back that authority and he says, I'm giving you this authority now. So it's a tangible thing that we have, but it has to be exercised. Three times in Ephesians it talks about this authority that we have and what it's based on. It's not based on my goodness or my righteousness. It's based on the finished work of Yeshua. One place in Ephesians, we'll get into this, he ascended to heaven above all powers and above all principalities it talks about. In other words, when Yeshua ascended and this is so important for us to understand. When he ascended to the right hand of the Father, he seated above all powers and all principalities, demonic beings and earthly authorities. He, had, he is over them. Secondly, we are seated with him in that same place. And this is an incredible truth. It's hard to just explain it to you. But I want us to understand that's what the Word of God says. And sometimes the Word of God says something we may not understand. We accept by faith. It says that we are seated with him in that same place. So you could be seated with him today in Denver, Colorado, but be seated with him in heavenly places also at the same time. There's two real worlds. There's a spiritual world. We may not be able to see it, feel it, smell it, see it, but it's real. And then the natural world. And sometimes we put more emphasis on the natural wor world than in the spiritual world. And thirdly, Yeshua established a culture of authority to equip and prepare his bride. We're going to talk about that a little bit. That's also in Ephesians chapter 4, where we talks about the fivefold ministry. It's a culture of authority to equip and prepare the bride. And it's based on mutual submission. It's based on mutual honor. It's based on love, and it's based on servanthood. In other words, when we are walking in honor and love and servanthood to one another, mutual submission to one another, there's a greater level of authority than we've ever had before. In Ephesians chapter 1, Verse 16 and 17, and I love the book of Ephesians. I love what Paul writes here, but he's praying for the believers in Ephesus. He says, I never stop giving thanks for you as I mention you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, our glorious Father, may give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in knowing him. Paul is praying. He's praying for the Ephesians, but he's also praying for us that we would have wisdom and be able to know in revelation in knowing him, knowing God, knowing Yeshua, 
knowing the Father, and knowing the authority that we have in Him. You see, we have to have a revelation of how the ascension, Yeshua's ascension, affects us. You see, authority works according to the cross. It works according to the crucifixion, his resurrection, and ascension. How? I know you're asking, how? How does he do this, right? Through the crucifixion, the cross, when Yeshua went to the cross on that day, and he shed his blood, our sins were forgiven. We've talked about this. By his blood, we are made holy. We are set apart by his blood, and we are now the people of God when we receive him and have our sins forgiven. And now we now have access into his presence. Secondly, he was resurrected. We're in the season of first fruits. He became our first fruits. He was the first to be resurrected from the dead. Now, you might look and say, well, you know, there are other times when dead were resurrected and brought to life. But none of them walked in a, a glorified body like Yeshua, and none of them are sitting at the right hand of the Father. So there was a resurrection in Yeshua, which is a guarantee of our life in him for eternity, knowing that he will never leave us or abandon us, even in death. And this is a truth we need to hold on to. Because he was resurrected, and because he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, we are in him, and he will never leave us or forsake us or abandon us because of the resurrection. He's a guarantee that we will have that same experience. And also, talking about ascension, that's where we receive our spiritual authority, and that's God-given ability, and that's what authority is. It's God-given ability to reign in victory in any and every circumstance. In the midst of coronavirus, guess what? We have authority to walk in victory. In the midst of financial crash, guess what? We have authority to walk in victory, and that's what we want to talk about today. I think it's so important for us to understand this, and not just understand it. So many times we as believers, we have a mental, intellectual understanding of something, but we don't put it into practice. We don't appropriate it. We don't apply it to our daily walk. So what does this mean in the face of today's challenges that we're, that we're in the midst of? Let me just share something that I've been wrestling with the last few days. You know, we've submitted ourselves to our authorities in this isolation, this quarantine, and we've done our best to obey what our leaders have said to us, which we should. But I'm also struggling with this. You know what? We've submitted to our authorities, but many times they don't have the same worldview that we have. Let's be honest. Okay? As a matter of fact, their worldview is in opposition to our biblical worldview. So sometimes our authorities have an anti-faith worldview. And this is where we're, we want to be submitted to them, but we also say, Lord, what are you saying in the midst of this? For instance, and we've talked about this before, many of those in authority, they basically say it's okay to abort babies up into the third trimester. I don't have that. Cultural, I don't have that worldview. 
that's in opposition to me. They're pro proponents of an LGBTQ agenda that I am not in agreement with. There's a secular agendas that they have in our government leaders, our academics, in the media, in entertainment, in medical experts that we rely upon. So this is my struggle right now is, God, what are you saying to us, the body of Messiah now? Because our experts who are, who are on these fields, they may not have the same worldview that I do. So this is why it's so important for us to understand what God is saying to us at this time. I'm not going to say one way or the other, well, you know, this thing has got to end tomorrow, this lockdown has got to end tomorrow, or what? I'm struggling with this, and I really ask that you would pray for us as a leadership. Say, God, when are we to start our services again? How are we to do this in a smart, in a wise way? And so we ask and we cover your prayers for this. That was my little diversion. I'm back now. We're looking at authority, but I think this is so related to it. I really do. I really believe that. In the Tanakh, in the, in the Old Testament, we see that Yeshua visited people in different forms. He came in, an, in, a, in a form that was recognizable by people at the time. In one scripture that we read in Genesis chapter 18, verse 25, he came as the judge of the whole world. Abraham saw him as the judge of the whole world in Genesis 18, 25. It says, far be it from, from you to do such a thing, to cause the righteous to die with the wicked so that the righteous and the wicked share the same fate. Far be it from you. Shall the judge of the whole world not exercise judges, justice? So here we see Abraham having this conversation with, I believe, Yeshua in the flesh. And he sees him as the judge of the whole world. In another scripture in Exodus 14, 19, he reveals himself, Yeshua reveals himself as the angel of God. Exodus 14, 19, it says, Then the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. Also the pillar of cloud moved from in front and stood behind them. So he came as the angel of God, as the pillar and as the cloud, the pillar of, light, the, of fire and the cloud, the person of Yeshua. And we also see that Yeshua showed himself as God in the flesh as the lawgiver. And we read this in Exodus chapter 24. Exodus 24, starting in verse 10, it says, They saw the God of Israel. They actually saw the God of Israel, and under his feet was something like a pavement of sapphire, as clear as the very heaven. Yet he did not raise his hand against the nobles of B'nai Israel. So they beheld God and ate and drank with God. They actually had a meal with him. Then Adonai said to Moses, Come up on the mountain and stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the Torah and the mitzvot. So we see that God revealed himself as the lawgiver to the people of Israel. One more scripture in Joshua chapter 5, and I'm going to use a lot of scriptures, and I hope that's okay with you. It's just, I, if we don't share the scriptures, then I don't have anything else to say. In Joshua chapter 5, he reveals himself, the person of Yeshua reveals himself in a different way. This time he reveals himself as the commander of, of Adonai's, the Lord's army. Gen Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, it says, Now it came to pass, when Joshua was near Jer Jericho, 
that he lifted up his eyes and he looked and beheld, and there was a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn in his hand. Woo, that's scary. And Joshua is a man of war. He's trained in battle, and he sees this guy coming against him. Joshua approached him and said to him, Are you for us or, our or for our adversaries? Neither, he said. Rather, I have, I have now come as commander of Adonai's army. You see, these visitations from God, I believe in the person of Yeshua, were for specific purposes to specific people. It wasn't to everybody, but it's specific people for a specific purpose. But now, but now, because of the ascension of Yeshua and the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit has been imparted to everyone. And the same Spirit that raised Yeshua from the dead is now living inside of us. Hello? Do we get that? The same Spirit that raised Yeshua is living inside of us. He's everywhere present at all time in anyone where the Spirit resides. That's powerful. My wife is giving me instructions. Hold on a second. The same Spirit is there in Kenya with you, Sammy, and children, and Eugenio, and in Burundi. And everywhere, the same spirit that raised Yeshua from the dead is with you as is with us. Amen. Amen. Hi, Sammy. Hi, you guys. Where was I? Now, Yeshua, the God, fully God, fully man, is seated in heaven above all powers. This is the same place where, we seat, where we're seated. And by his ascension, we have this same, we can share the same position of a divine authority. Now, a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, are you saying we're God? No, 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 not at all. But we have the authority, divine authority, sanctioned and given to us by him to work and to go back to the to the original mandate we had in Genesis to rule and reign and subdue planet Earth. I really believe that. That's what authority is all about. You know, I was thinking about this. Stephen, one of the early shamash, shamashim, he's preached a message. Man, he just went through the whole scriptures. And they're getting ready to stone him for preaching the word of God. And he looks up and he sees heaven and he sees Yeshua standing at the right hand of the Father. Usually we see him, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, but he was standing at the right hand of the Father to receive Stephen because Stephen was being martyred as a witness and that's what in Greek the term martyr is the same as witness and Yeshua was like receiving him by standing up and honoring him. That's powerful. I want to read a scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, starting in verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling 
What is the richness of his glorious inheritance in the Kedoshim? And what is his exceedingly great power toward us who keep trusting him in keeping with the working of his mighty strength? Talking about authority right here. He goes on in verse 20. This power he exercised in Messiah when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heaven. He is far above any ruler, authority, power, leader in every name that is named, not only in the Olam Hazeh, but also in the Olam Haba, the, the age that is in the age to come. Does that pretty much cover everybody and every authority? He is over that? Does he? Is that right? God placed all things under Messiah's feet and appointed him as head over all things for his community, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. He gave that spirit. He fills us with that spirit. And so we have the ability. I'm just, let me make this proposition to you that we have the ability to walk in more authority than we're walking in today. See, if he is there, guess what? We are there also. And that, to me, is outrageous, undeserved, speaking for myself. But that's what extravagant grace is all about, that we're seated with him and that he's given this authority. But it's not like we can just use this willy-nilly and do whatever we want. We have to be in alignment. And that's what I love what Julie shared today about being in alignment with his ways and purposes. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why we're in this season is to bring his bride, his body, his church into alignment with his purposes and who he is. So how do we access? Well, I talked about what authority is, and now I want to talk about how do we access, access this authority. We access it by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, in prayer by faith which implies that we all have the ability to access the same authority. Yeshua didn't do or he didn't say anything that he didn't hear from his father. If Yeshua prayed, started everyday prayer, everywhere he went, he prayed. He, he, he exemplified prayer to us all. And if he was that way, should we also be that way? I believe that authority is activated by our fervency in prayer for heaven's solutions. I don't know about you, but I'm crying out for heaven's solutions because I look at all of the solutions that are put out by the so-called experts and they vary from day to day and they actually conflict with one another many times. And so we're crying out, God, what is your solution to the COVID-19 Lord, what are you saying? And I really believe that we've seen this, this, this curving uh, kind of lesson and actually go down. And they'll say it's because we're obeying them. And I say it's because we're praying. We are praying, and I know many millions of people are praying, Psalm 91 and others. We're declaring God has victory over this virus. And so we're seeing a lessening of it because I believe that we're stepping out in authority and declaring God's word over this thing. And that's where I want to find my solutions. To the degree that we are engaged in an active, active, vibrant prayer life, to that degree we will walk in kingdom authority. If you want authority, pray. If you want more authority, pray like you've never prayed before. 
I think God is calling us to a fervency that we've never experienced before. We need to enter into this challenge at this time. Which means prayer is not just me sharing my needs and saying, God, you know, the, the, the heavenly ATM machine, it's not about that at all. It's about us being as children, coming to a loving father, a covenant relationship father. It's when we come to prayer, it's get rid of our stinking thinking, our pride. It's get rid of inhibitive behaviors that oppose God's desire for us. When we go to prayer, there's always a time of searching our heart. Lord, is there anything there that's not right? Anything that's unclean? Lord, anything that I need to get right? I don't know about you, but the Lord has revealed some things. I've been stuck in my house a lot for the last few weeks. And uh, my wife and I, we worked through some things, you know, during this time. And we're supposed to be working through that. Now, I know you think, you know, I've got it all together, and I usually do. But, boy, this has been a time. I have to check my attitudes, and, and uh, which means uh, watching a little bit less news than I used to watch before because that gets me all. <laughs> but so it's dealing with attitudes. It's dealing with what I call stinking thinking, which is, mindsets that are in opposition to God. And even as believers, we walk in those mindsets. I want more authority. And so I have to deal with those things. Be renewed in my thinking. Be renewed in my thinking. You see, when we're walking that way, he transfers heaven's authority to his body when we're in alignment with him. And I really believe this is a time, not just individual authority, but also corporate authority as the body of Messiah, walking, walking in a greater level of authority than we ever have before. And that means that, that dealing with our issues about authority, dealing with our issues about one another, this is a time to do with that, even though we're not able to see one another. As Yeshua is our king, we reign with him under his headship. I wear this ball cap, and it says Navy on it. I learned something about authority when I spent my four years in the Navy. And there's something about authority that it's, it's mutual. As I'm under authority, um, I have, I'm given more authority. When I'm properly using authority, I'm given, I give more authority. And I use that being in the military. So, but all of us are in an army. We are. We're in the Lord's army right now. He's also set up delegated authority within the body. And that's the last point that I want to talk about. And we read this in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 8. Therefore, it says, when he went up on high... He led captive a troop of captives and gave gifts to his people. Now, what does he went up mean except that he first went down to the lower regions of the earth? Fascinating scripture. Verse 10. The one who came down is the same one who went up far above all heavens, all the heavens, in order to fill all things. Verse 11. He himself gave some to be emissaries, some as prophets, some as proclaimers of the good news, and some as shepherds and teachers to equip the Kedoshim for the work of service, for the building up of the body of Messiah. The fivefold ministry. You see, this is an authority that is given to the body. And there's five 
five in here, but all of us have a degree of authority in the body of Messiah. Emissaries, which is our apostles, prophets, proclaimers of the good news, which are evangelists, shepherds, which are pastors and teachers, to equip for service. That's what it's for. And it's no different, this fivefold ministry, than, we're, than what we saw in the Tanakh, in the Old Covenant. It's the same authority structure, basically. We see this in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. It says, Then Adonai stretched out his hand and touched my mouth, and Adonai said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I have appointed you over nations and over kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. God gave that authority to Jeremiah. He's giving that authority to us now. Has God changed or is God the same today as he was yesterday, today and forever? When I use the term in him or in Yeshua or Yeshua in me, Jesus in me, that term is used over 95 times in the Brechadashah, the New Testament. It identifies me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a term of identification. My name is identified with Yeshua in him. It's not only who we are as a new creation, but it's also talking about our function and our authority that we have because of that. In Mark chapter 16, 15, he told them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. Why? Because they have authority now to do it. Acts chapter 4, verse 7, it says, When they placed Peter and John in their midst, they began to inquire, By what power or in what name did you do this? You see, they're always asking, In what power, what name, what name are you coming in? What name are you, re are you reflecting? What name are you in association with? That's what the leaders were asking. And then verse 12, it says, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There is power in the name of the Lord. And I can tell you a story. Years ago, I just come back from uh, being in Argentina, and there was an incredible revival going, going on. And I was having dinner with, with my cousin and his wife, and they were involved in a, in a cult. I've been to Argentina. I don't think that's right. They were involved in this, 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 uh, this organization, and Millie and I were just talking to them. And I just happened to say, in the name of Jesus, I didn't know him as Yeshua then. I said, in the name of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life? And as I said this, this lady flew back in her chair. There was a physical throwing back in her chair. And man, her countenance changed. There's power, power in the name. Hallelujah. And we also read in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, For this reason God highly exalted him. And we sing this every day, every Shabbat in the Kenosis. Philippians chapter 2, it says, For this reason God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. And in that name we have authority in heaven, angels on earth, men, and under the earth, demons. Ephesians 4. Verse 9, I just read this. Now, what does he went up mean except that he first went down to the lower regions of the earth? And 1 Peter 3.19 says, Through the Ruach, he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. 
We have authority over the demonic. So let me bring things to a close here. I know we went a little bit long today, but I think we, it's just, this is such an important message to share. It's important, and we're talking about authority, that we deal with issues of authority, attitudes of submission. We, of all people, need to be the most submitted. I'm not talking about like a, a, a lamb's, you know, sheep being led to the slaughter. I'm talking about an attitude, a heart of desiring to submit ourselves to somebody else. And it's a mutual submission. We're mutually submitted to one another. I believe this is one of the reasons why we're in this season, is to basically come into a restoration within the body, to recognize um, proper leadership and, and to, to walk in the, and to come into proper leadership so that we can exercise the authority that God's called us to exercise. You see, God is calling us. He, first of all, there is no plan B, okay? God has his bride, his ecclesia, his church, his kehilah. He doesn't have a plan B other than us. Shocking. And he will do what he said he's going to do through us. Because he has a desire to bless, to heal, to release, and to restore. And he wants to use his body, his bride, to do that. That's who we are. And that's why it is so important for us to come into right authority and be submitted rightly under authority. He wants his body to be echad with one another. Oneness of purpose with one another. And this releases divine authority on planet Earth, wherever we go. And I believe God is using this time to do that. He's calling us to walk in authority. To, be, to walk in authority, we need to be under authority in a proper way. That's a key to blessing and breakthrough, is walking, is to, to walk in, to, uh, to be under authority, to be proper, to be properly under biblical authority. That's a key to blessing, and it's a key to breakthrough, and it's a key to victory in this time. You know, God has called us to work with other churches and other ministries and other congregations in the Denver area, but he's also called to work with with other ministries in Africa, Israel, all around the world. Because there's an echad. There's a oneness in purpose. We need one another. And it's not just about a financial thing either. It's a we need one another. When, when we pray for Sammy and, and, and the church in Olongo, Kenya, or we pray for our friends in, in Israel, there's a linking together. That's what God has called us to do. And, and, and I think he's, he's using this time. How many have found that you have more time to pray in the last six weeks than maybe you had the previous time? He kind of shut down your businesses and everything so that we can have more time to be with him. So I just want to close with this. It's, it's really important that we check our hearts for any attitudes of unforgiveness, outright rebellion. And that's why I'm asking you to pray for leadership. I do not want to be one who's in rebellion against my authorities. But I want to do what God is calling us to do. And we live in a fallen world. And so I don't just assume that my, my governmental authorities are going to be looking out for our best. I don't assume that. I want to be in submission. And God calls us to be in that in Romans chapter 13. 
but we need prayer. We need prayer from you to really walk in that. But we need to deal with because we don't want to be walking in rebellion. Rebellion is not just against our, our civil authorities either. There's rebellion in, in our families, in all of these things. And God is calling us to a season of, of, of repentance, of teshuvah, where we're walking in um, restoration with one another. And, you know, one way we can, I, I really believe, is we need to pray for our authorities. Pray for our president. Pray for our congress. Pray for our local leaders. Pray for our governor. Pray for our, our mayors in the local area. Pray for the, the, the heads of our health organization or the health departments in every, in every county. We need to be praying for those things. So that's what we need to be doing. And then we need to be bold with confidence and proclaim by faith and do what God calls us to do. Amen? Father, I just thank you. You are with us during this season. It's a season of a new wineskin. It's not going to be the same when we're through this as it was before. It's going to be different. But Lord, it's going to be better because you are, are, are strengthening your body. Lord, you're, you're bringing a, an echad, a, a unity that we haven't had before. And Lord, we may not be able to see it all right now, but Lord, we trust that you have allowed this to take place to bring things into an alignment so that we are in proper alignment with heaven right now. So, Father, I want to just pray for everybody, Lord, and wherever you may be. If there's any issues that you have with authority, this is a time to deal with those things. Father, I pray for humility. Lord, that we would walk in humility. And, and Lord, if there's any kind of arrogance or rebellion, Father, reveal expose those things. Lord, you bring them to the light, not to condemn us, because there's no condemnation in you. You bring them to the light so that we can deal with them and get rid of them and walk in righteousness and walk in the calling that you have put upon us. So, Father, I just pray this for each one of us in Yeshua's name. I pray over families, Lord God, that are torn apart because of attitudes, because of rebellion. Lord, I pray, Father, that there would be healing in families right now in Yeshua's name. Lord, I pray for churches and congregations, Lord, that there would be healing in Yeshua's name. I pray, Father, for our government leaders, and I pray for, from the president on down to our local mayors and, 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 and town, town managers, Father, I pray for wisdom, Lord God, as they seek um, solutions on what to do, Lord, that you would break through in powerful ways. I pray this in Yeshua's name, in Yeshua's name, amen, amen.